0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the films The Kissing Booth and The Kissing Booth 2. You don't have to have seen the films to enjoy the podcast, but if you do listen without having seen the films, just be aware that we may talk about the plot and spoil it for you. Enjoy. yeah you get the idea
0: it is another hot one it is too hot, still a hot what is one. this nonsense why is it this hot in this country
1: <laughs> i'm going to keep doing that for every episode that um we're still in horrendous horrible humid hell that we're in right now <laughs> it
0: is awful isn't it it's the worst
1: i can't even talk um i what are we i am so
0: annoyed that uh, they keep pushing back the storms constantly each day i look it's going to be the following night and it never happens yeah. and it just keeps getting hotter and hotter and more humid and more humid
1: Boris Johnson's doing it deliberately He
0: is he's now in control of BBC weather and he's just doing it to annoy everyone Yeah, that's the kind of I love noise. how people
1: like tweet BBC weather going where's the storm you idiots you promised us a storm <laughs> as if they actually do control it
0: It's their fault it's entirely the BBC's fault Yeah um so I take it you're hating this as much as I am.
1: Oh, God. It's it's the absolute worst. I don't feel like me. I don't feel normal, you know? But part, partly also to the fact that I pulled a quad muscle playing baseball on Sunday. Uh, no. Which has never happened to me before. So I'm um, hobbling around and just, like, yeah, being really, really hot and the pain in my leg and just, like, not feeling like a person and having to work as well.
0: Yeah. Well, that, well that's the thing is I don't often miss the office, but um, I miss the air con in the office when I've surrounded myself with with very weak fans in some attempt to try and bring some, some cool to my person during a stressful work day, um, yeah. it's not good.
1: I've always wanted to have a lot of weak fans. There's, like yeah. a teen pop star, you know, like, Most... like Justin Bieber in the early days.
0: <laughs> Most indie bands have loads of weak fans, don't they? Just all these nerdy kids.
1: That's true. Back in the day, we used to call that a street team.
0: <laughs> my bloody Valentine. remember fan. that? They'd be Band like, doing the street team.
1: Weak fans.
0: <laughs> which which genre of music do you reckon has the Yeah and I I, I do remember street teams uh, particularly you used to get those facebook groups didn't you where where yeah. it was the 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 team behind a certain band but, but which which genre of music do you reckon has the weakest fans who Ooh, who would that... you which genre of music would you least like to have on your side in a fight
1: That's that's a really good question it's probably actually one that looks like it's hard but isn't Whereas one that actually looks soft could probably kick your ass, like you know classical music, like Mozart, Beethoven. You mess with Beethoven's fans, you're going to get a kicking.
0: <laughs> I I do think that like indie music, singer songwriter indie fans, the, people who listen to Bright Eyes, I think I'd least like on my side in a fight.
1: I happen to enjoy the music of Bright Eyes, but as, I do do think I. You're right. as
0: do I. As do I. I do enjoy the music of Bright Eyes, and I do enjoy good singer songwriters, but. I think that's probably the the type of audience that I'd least like on my side. If, if guy I, with guitar music. Yeah, if I was walking down down the road in Brighton on a Friday night and some guy accidentally knocks into me and is like, oh mate, you spilled my drink. I'm going <laughs> to fight you now.
1: <laughs> I'm going to do your editing. I'm going
0: to punch you in the face. <laughs> and it's not going to be a pleasant experience for you. And I'd just come out of a Bright Eyes gig, I'd be feeling a lot more nervous than if I'd just come out of... I don't know, a dubstep night or yeah, something like that.
1: Pendulum show.
0: I, if, yeah, if, if I'd gone to go and see Ministry, then I'd be quite confident that the other industrial heads would back me up in a fight.
1: Um, yeah, yeah you'd, you'd be amped up. Yeah,
0: so, but whereas, yeah, I think, yeah, singer-songwriter's probably probably pretty low. High yeah, on quality weak, of weak music, voice, the low lot of on them. quality of
1: punches. Yeah, I've always thought that was a defect.
0: It is, but you know what was what had a high volume of punches. Surprisingly, is <laughs> the movie "The Kissing Booth,"
1: which is I our... thought you were going to say Smash Mouth's recent concert that defied all COVID protocols. Oh, <laughs> it, it did!
0: It did. Smash Mouth, you let me down. Hey, now yeah. you're no longer All Stars. Don't! I
1: can't believe Smash Mouth is cancelled. <laughs> Don't go Just... play. Just at the point when I was feeling like they would do, they were like one of the biggest forces for good in the world, and were saying all the good things. They've gone and done that. There is no god.
0: Somebody once told me that they were fucking idiots and played a show during COVID. Um, <laughs> but yes, um, the kissing booth has lots of
1: punches in it, which it is does. which is our yeah. film.
0: Well, we watched the kissing booth and the kissing
1: booth too. We did because you know you know why it has lots of punches in it punches are funny. Seeing someone getting punched is always hilarious.
0: But also punches are very dramatic as well. So the punch will always signify, ha, this guy got punched. Or, oh no, this is serious and he just punched someone and now everyone's upset.
1: Yeah. Or, oh look, he's going to punch someone again. Or maybe he isn't, maybe he isn't. He's such a, like a tall, handsome guy. What is he going to do? <laughs> he might punch someone. A tall, handsome thirty year old guy in high school. What's he gonna do? <laughs> and,
0: and and that's what I do there's one thing I did love about this is not a movie that I liked, and the sequel possibly that I liked even less. Although there were moments that I thought were much better than the original. Um but I did enjoy the classic of this guy looks like he's about thirty years old and he's in high school, full on it would be like
1: if we tried to be in a high school movie. It would. not that I am saying either of us is as attractive <laughs> as this guy. I no, don't know. I think Noah, you're the a Noah, man. Ethan, emo hair, Noah. <laughs> They're always called Noah, aren't they? It's either yeah. the name of the character or the actor's name. Yeah, there is always yeah. going to be a Noah in there somewhere.
0: And I was thinking of um, to all the boys I loved before when we were watching this because I think that is a vastly superior high school um, rom com from Netflix. It's a Netflix original. I, I wonder because this came out beforehand. Um, and I wonder maybe how much they learn Netflix as a company about how they could, fake it up the ante in terms of the quality because because this is a movie that has a lot of fans but it was very widely panned by critics at the time.
1: I wonder if um, a lot of this is to do with source material. So both yeah. um, this and To All the Boys I Loved Before are based on books, um, but the the To All the Boys I Loved Before books are published in the traditional way. Whereas the the books that The Kissing Booth is based on started out on Wattpad. And funnily enough, the author is British and went to the same university as us. But oh, she's really? like seven years younger than us. Oh. So she wouldn't have crossed over. But um, sorry, I was just distracted by some magpies screeching and flying up at my window. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they also liked The Kissing Booth. They have opinions. Yeah, they wanted
1: to tell me off. Um, yeah, so she started out writing these books on Wattpad when she was like 15. You know that kind of self-publishing site where there's yes, been a couple yeah. of like weirdly massively successful things to come from there? that always end up traditionally published anyway. So I think she was probably on there. She was in the right place at the right time, managed to build a teen audience who were going to love the film regardless of that. But it's also, there are there are lots of books and the films are based on those, so there's probably only so much you can do. And the same with To All the Boys Loved Before as well, but I wonder if that's just better source material.
0: And After as well, if you remember After. Oh God! Yeah, that was the one.
1: That was awful. Well, that that was worse than the kissing booth. And that is much worse. We'll, we'll give it that.
0: Much worse than the kissing booth. And
1: that's I, not I, to say we aren't going to watch after two when it comes out. Oh no! Obviously. Of
0: course we are. Much like we're going to watch the kissing booth three when that comes out next year. Yeah, um, obviously it's gonna it's gonna happen. Does she go to Boston? Oh, spoiler alert! She might be going to Harvard, or she might be going to. Well, Berkeley, it Berkeley. Berkeley yeah, she got office. into
1: both of those very exclusive colleges very, very easily. Obviously, she just had to be waitlisted for one scene, so that could happen again thirty seconds later. Well, I, I just de- to add another little obstacle to the end of the film. Well,
0: I thought that she lied about being waitlisted, and she, oh, maybe she did. she she wasn't able to give the decision, and that was what the point was. It was the. Ah, uh, okay, right. I wasn't she she got into clearly. both, but she was like, "Oh no, I, can't I think I'd say given now. up at that point." Um, because then she can say, "Oh, I got into this one, but not the other one." which obviously clever way to not annoy your creepily possessive best friend yeah is it fair to say that
1: yeah absolutely both of them yeah and having like rules for friendship is stupid and bullshit and it's a thing that's like celebrated throughout both of these films as like a funny thing to hang bits of the plot off but it just comes across as weird
0: i don't know we've got
1: rules no, oh, that, that's true yeah yeah did you, do you really want to tell the listeners about those we've been keeping this a secret for 160 whatever episodes
0: rule number one don't murder me in my sleep and that, that's it right that's all that's our rule
1: oh that's the that's the only rule yeah i <laughs> guess, I, guess <laughs> I can live with that
0: you can murder yeah. me in the day that's fine in my sleep
1: no <laughs> i've tried many times and rule number
0: two <laughs> rule number two everything's forgiven with ice cream so i remember that time you fired a cannon at me when we were at that old castle
1: but yeah, you, but you, it was you, full of Ben and Jerry's. He got
0: me some mint chocolate chip afterwards and all was forgiven. Um, <laughs> mint chocolate
1: chip is an underappreciated flavour. It is,
0: it is. The only thing I would say is that sometimes you think you're going to be getting pistachio, but secretly it's mint chocolate chip, and then that's a disappointment. Yeah. But other than that, I think mint chocolate chip, because it's more, it's more refreshing than other ice cream flavours. It's kind of like that halfway home between an ice cream and a sorbet, where you've got yeah. that minty, refreshing
1: taste. I feel like it's a refined person's ice cream. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. not many people are going to choose the green ice cream.
0: No, but it's a it's a worthwhile choice. I think. I we on this podcast, we stand ice cream and we stand mint choc chip ice cream.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. And so, obviously, we have to give the kissing booth not out of twenty because a full, ice, untouched ice cream gets thrown in the bin.
0: It's true. It's
1: true. So, which is a crime? for that. Um, Crimes against ice cream. <laughs> For sure. should be cancelled just for that.
0: For sure. Um, so,
1: <laughs> Not for the fact that the one British character has to say, I'm British, you wanker. I am a British person.
0: <laughs> Somehow in a, a Canadian high school, Californian high school. Don't,
1: don't you bring <laughs> Canada into this.
0: <laughs> I will bring Canada into everything. Did you see, funnily enough, we were talking about Eurovision and it being in the States. And did you see that they're doing what is basically the american song contest They're, no started drafting up doing one where it's a, a a song from each of the states okay and competing against one another and you just know it's going to be trash
1: yeah like, i like the idea of that but is, is canada allowed in
0: i don't know like i said they, they should do, do their, their own, own version they can do their own they've thing. got
1: fewer provinces so it might be an easier number to manage let do the
0: how many provinces are there in canada 12, Yeah, 13? it's not many, is it? They're quite they're yeah. geographically large, but um, but not big in number.
1: Yeah. Some of them are massive, mate.
0: Also, province, much better word than state. I'm sorry, yeah.
1: America. Province. State is oh. an idiot's word. It's the Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone of naming things.
0: <laughs> so so we have Alberta, British Columbia. 13, I sorry right. yeah New Brunswick. Newfoundland and Labrador or Newfoundland as I believe it is pronounced Newfoundland uh, Nova Scotia, Ontario, Prince Edward Island Quebec, otherwise known as Quebec, and Saskatchewan Quibook. which is the best named one of the lot
1: yeah and also also Yukon and the Northwest Territories, they're not always included for some reason do which you, is unfair because you... they've got a lot of animals that could eat you
0: <laughs> there's just polar bears everywhere yeah. Um do you remember what was it called the cartoon set in the Yukon? Yvonne of the Yukon was that what it was called?
1: No, I've never heard of this. It's
0: about this French explorer who gets frozen in the ice and gets he, he he's like from the time of Louis the 14th and he gets frozen in the ice but then gets brought back to life. Um It sounds fantastic. It out. It's amazing. He runs around in his underpants everywhere. It was on when <laughs> we were kids. It was like well, <laughs> around the year, around the year 2000 it was on. Um
1: Right. It was, Maybe it was I was amazing. too busy watching I Am Weasel.
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, uh, shout out to Avon of the Yukon. And um, I Am Weasel. And I Am Weasel. You are the true heroes of this episode. I am
1: weasel. It stands for <laughs> instant message weasel.
0: Instant message weasel, yeah. Um, but there's a distinct lack of weasels in the quizzing booth, apart from the male leads, who are both yeah, very weasel. Yeah, they are
1: all absolute weasels, aren't um, they? That's a, quite a good word. Actually. So
0: I'd just like to say, because I think there's going to be a bit of a moan in this episode, because these movies I did not enjoy very much. But i just like to say... God bless you, Joey King, for dragging this series along <laughs> as far as you can through your oh, energy yeah. and talent, because she's very, very good. Um, she is
1: carrying the whole of the series on her <laughs> yeah, back, and it's is. heavy, and it shows.
0: Um, because she is, I, 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 she's a very versatile actor. Um, she.
1: We saw her on this show in "Wish You Were Here," right? Yes.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Which was a not great film, self-indulgent. Zach Zach Braff, look at my Manic Pixie indie life film. But she was good in that.
0: And yeah, and and she's very good in a lot. So she first came to my attention in The Conjuring, where she plays one of the kids in that. And that's the first thing I saw her in. Um, But
1: she's... she's Does the kid become a nun?
0: No, there are no nuns in it. Um, it It's the first movie in The Conjuring universe, so there are no nuns yet. Uh. (laughs) That happens eventually. (laughs) Um, But... but, (laughs) um but it's a very it's a very good film um it is is genuinely amazing the first conjuring and the second conjuring were very very good horror movies um but she's got a versatility because she's very good at doing that kind of comedy she's also very good at doing very serious horror movies like that and then she's also in a movie called wish upon where it's about uh it's a magic box that gives you wishes but the wishes go wrong and cause
1: pain um wasn't that a Goosebumps storyline? <laughs> yeah. Also,
0: you know, it's the old monkey paw story, isn't it? It's the, yeah, yeah. The chaos.
1: No, that's exactly the same as Say Cheese and Die, which is the one I always go back go back to. it it doesn't just predict the future; it makes it happen, and it makes it bad. <laughs> I love Say Cheese and Die. It's just every time I think about that, it makes me feel warm inside. What was
0: what was your was that your favorite Goosebumps?
1: Absolutely, like that was Streets Ahead of all of them.
0: Because I loved the one where there was the it was the 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 dad was a scientist and he was doing some weird gene therapy with plants down in the down in the basement it was called stay out of the oh. Day, stay out of the basement but it turned out that he was making like weird pop people versions and he got taken over by the plants and stuff i remember that one being really good there was also the the it came from beneath the sink
1: which was about an evil sponge <laughs> always remember that um, they made a goofy film of it with jack black we should watch that sometime yeah
0: i wonder if there's enough romance in it i was thinking we'll that. find out um but it's uh yeah goosebumps were great i really loved them as a kid um yeah. but <laughs> yeah it's it's it, yeah it's good but um but yeah Joey king was in a movie that kind of felt like a goosebumps book um but she's got she's got talent and she's got versatility and it's her energy that really manages to make these movies watchable because goddamn, if they had a less good lead these would be a real trying watch not that they're not I don't think I could get through already.
1: it if there was if it was fronted by a weak fan. I, I wouldn't be able to get through it. <laughs> if it was
0: fronted by by someone from from a bright eyes concert, then uh, yeah, then yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be hard. Um, <laughs> like yeah, sorry. It-
1: can I just go back to R.L. Stein for a second? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> he says, Sometimes known as jovial Bob Stein.
0: I'm sorry, what?
1: (laughs) Robert Lawrence Stein, born October 8, 1943, sometimes known as Jovial Bob Stein and Eric Afferby. Okay, why not? Is an American novelist, etc.
0: Jovial Bob Stein. So Jovial Bob Stein, he wrote a lot of more less scary books under that name. So things like 101 Wacky Kid Jokes, apparently.
1: Oh, okay.
0: What I love is that, if you remember when we were kids, and even when we were at uni, I think people were saying, oh, it's, it's not a real person that's written by committees. It's just yeah, a writing yeah. team. I love the fact that it is a dude.
1: It is. It's just one guy, just turning them out. Because they're not very long, are they? So It's no. the thing as well. He could probably write a couple in a week.
0: Yeah. If you're not doing anything else, if great. that's your job. But just the sheer, the sheer number of them... Um, is amazing there's there's so many and they're so varied you know obviously some of them have um have sequels so monster blood is one where there was lots of sequels which was about some kind of weird goo um and then i think say cheese and die had a few didn't it
1: but a lot of the time yeah.
0: you know they they play on they, they play on traditional horror stories but they do it in a way that kids can enjoy and
1: I like i think it. it honestly introduced horror stories to our generation yeah not yeah. to you, obviously, because you came <laughs> out of the room watching poltergeist or whatever. But like, <laughs> but to me, I think I never really understood the concept of horror. Apart from that, there I knew that sort of horror stories existed, but I didn't really understand that it was something you could engage with and enjoy. I thought it was just some some adult nonsense. And then there were some Goosebumps books in the library at school, and I devoured them. I thought it was I thought it was the best thing ever.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, they're great. Um, and there's so, so many. So props to R.L. Stein. So R.L. Stein, you're the true hero of 2020.
1: Jovial Bob, we love jo- you. We
0: love you, Jovial Bob. You are great. Um, we we don't. I love... do not
1: love <laughs> the kissing booth <laughs> no. or the kissing booth too.
0: Can I just? Yeah. So so you've got your great lead, and she's very entertaining. She's actually funny, like genuinely funny. Um yeah. Somehow manages to make the constant "oh, you've fallen over" into something that's vaguely endearing <laughs> instead of just tired bullshit. <laughs> Um,
1: yeah you've fallen over you've shown your ass to all your classmates yes yeah
0: and so so speaking of ass is it time to move on to (laughs) as as we like to on this show that the kissing booth is a very sexist movie let's say the sequel but the first one is is really not good it is to quote the kids problematic yeah Um, i think it's fair to say um so you know, you've got the weird objectification of this kid who's supposed to be a high school student but in that in terms yeah. of male gaze, in terms of direction and cinematography already
1: was very and uncomfortable. It like, does it in a way, way that doing? like you're supposed to think that it's knowing and it's turning that on its head, but it doesn't.
0: No, no, it doesn't. That's the thing, isn't it? its is? It's just really creepy. Um, so even or it's if-
1: like it's trying to own it, but that doesn't mean that it's okay.
0: No, no, exactly. So bad movie, it's, you're steering close to nonce territory here, and I'm not here for it. <laughs> we, we have a zero nonce policy in this podcast, and you're yeah, that's rule number three. Extremely close to that. Yeah, that's rule number three. No <laughs> nonce. You get the
1: murder stuff out of the way, and then rule number three. <laughs> yeah, zero, zero, no nonce. We, policy. we worked
0: really we worked really hard on our first two rules. We're like, okay, can't try and kill me in my sleep. If you do, here's an ice cream. But beyond even the ice cream rule, no nonces in our vicinity.
1: Yeah. We n- and if we find any, they end up on non's island. <laughs> exactly. You know.
0: They end up on non's island with all of those people who are not legally able to call pedophiles. <laughs> but you know <laughs> no. what we're talking about. You know. It may or may you not be covered
1: know. by rule three. Yeah. In, in, in some reality. You, you know who Very similar to our own.
0: They, they yeah. don't sweat they no spend time in pizza express in woking <laughs> in Woking. <laughs> you get the you get the picture um but yeah that that is creepy but then beyond that there's also the whole issue of the way that it portrays kind of a negging relationship and yeah. it it's really stereotypical in terms of the way that it portrays oh this guy is a mean guy but he's doing that because he secretly wants to protect you and love you
1: He's a mean guy who wants to control her. And genuinely, it is said out loud as part of them explaining the characterization and the plot to each other. Where she goes, you can't control me. And he goes, we'll see about that. And yeah. that was just extremely creepy. And that was never explained. Yeah. Apart from you're supposed to think that that's okay because he loves her. Yeah. But it's, it's like not.
0: Oh, he's a slightly older guy. He's trying to protect her from all these creepy guys at high school. Like, really frizzy haired meat man. Who I, I love really frizzy-haired <laughs> Meatman. What was his character? He's name? great, Tuppence. Tuppence, that's right. Tuppence. Tuppence. I kept, I kept thinking. Um, Tuppence. You yeah, I the, love that guy. He, <laughs> he's the real hero. You of the are film. the true star. He's a bit like he, a young Weird Al. Yeah, exactly. He's brilliant. Um, and I love that he reappears in the sequel as well i like the fact that they have so many recurring people from the sequel i mean it's not as though people have a lot of other things to do if a no if you're if you're a minor character in a film like the kissing booth which is incredibly popular with with viewers even if not with critics and they say hey we're doing a sequel and you get the sense that they really enjoyed their time making the movie as well um yeah. they probably think hey you know what let's go pretend to be high school students again and let's go back and do this one more time yeah slash two more times um
1: because all he he needs to do really is to be around and cheer a bit and be like a sports guy.
0: Cheer a bit, take off his shirt occasionally. Yeah. That's, sports. That's he's like he's he the
1: Steve Holt of the Kissing Booth universe.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um and and so um so yeah, so but the the leads are bad. The lead men, you've got in the first movie yeah, you've terrible. got older brother who secretly loves his uh brother's best friend. Um and is is mean a lot and punches a lot of people. He's constantly His getting into fights.
1: Younger brother's best friend. Yes, yeah.
0: Um, which it's, what's you know, the age
1: difference? Is it only a year? Two years? It's only
0: a it's only a year, isn't it? Because he goes off to uni and then the next year she's going off. Okay. Um, so it's only a year. So it's not it's not it's not like that's not non's territory. There's, we'll make it clear. No, there's a very clear nonce situation in this movie but it's not portrayed by any of the characters um but um but yeah it's still weirdly protective weirdly aggressive the way that he reacts aggressively to lots of people is
1: anyone says or does (laughs) anything he's like i'm gonna punch you (laughs) i'm wearing my leather jacket and i'm riding my bike because i'm I'm a bad boy i'm gonna punch you
0: and i've got my justin bieber emo hair and i'm (laughs) cool um and, and so it, it does tie very much into that old-fashioned idea of like the bad
1: boy who's really attractive. And, yeah. Yeah. and again, it's approaching it in a way that's supposed to look like it's knowing but isn't.
0: Yeah, it doesn't do anything really thematically to subvert that at all. um And so there, there's a bit of an overreaction when the best friend is like, did he do this to you when she's hurt her lip because she fell over or something. I can't remember what happened, but she was clumsy and then hurt herself a bit. And, and it was
1: hilarious because that's always funny. <laughs> yes,
0: but also touching. She did a pratfall. He, then, then, then he heals her with his magic hands. Yep. Um and and the it's a bit, it's a bit of an overreaction because you've not seen at any point him being aggressive to women. But at the same time, in the back of your head, you're thinking this guy's really aggressive, and maybe the brother knows more than she does about him maybe yeah he's a,
1: maybe he's a proper fucking violent bastard
0: that scene was um, like
1: it felt like it was about to take a dark turn
0: yeah, So it's it just like no i didn't hurt her not like these women and then he opens up a wardrobe and there's just dead women <laughs> hanging there it turns into Yeah. The you don't want to see what's in all. his fridge no exactly um and so uh yeah that that felt it, it was a scene that felt very out of place because there hadn't been anything up to that point to suggest that it was going to treat violence in that serious a way um, but suddenly it does, and they get in a little scuffle. But I don't think the best friend is... I think he's also really Dodge in terms of the way that he treats her, and the way that he's very, very adamant about you can't go out with my brother, or my brother can't touch your crotch, or whatever it is he says, rubbing <laughs> r- rubbing butts with <laughs> no each other. No boob action. Rubbing yeah. butts with each other. It's something like It's like, like that, come on, how
1: old are you? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, do you agree with me that he looks like a young Tommy Wiseau, that guy? A <laughs> little Not, bit, yeah. I mean, I he's, see... he's obviously, he is somewhat attractive in a Hollywood sense, because he's in one of these films. But, like, there's something about his face that is Wiseauian to me.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um,
1: it's like young Tommy Wiseau playing Ducky from Pretty in Pink.
0: Yeah, and he's got a lot of similarities to Ducky. So, obviously, it, it thankfully doesn't go down the route of I've loved you forever. And I was very much no. prepared for it to go. Um, Me too. Especially I, as
1: Molly Ringwald plays his up.
0: Yes, yeah. And I was I was really expecting it to go, oh yeah, he's going to pull a ducky and and fancy her. And maybe that's what they're going to do in the third one. Who knows? I hope not. Yeah. Um, but, um, but, but yeah, it, he does have a lot of those very protective and occasionally, in the first movie it happens, he occasionally makes kind of sexual comments about her. Like she says, I'm watching a porno when he, almost catches her making out and rubbing butts with with the brother um and And he's like can i come yeah can i can i watch the porno as well it's like well that's a weird thing to say um
1: i don't think but it's fine because they're best friends (laughs) yeah again i think it's supposed to it thinks that it's like real smart and progressive for showing that men and women can be friends it's the kind of direct contrary to the when harry met sally ideal isn't it yeah. But it it just doesn't work. Yeah,
0: and, and, and kudos to it for trying it. And I think in the second movie, it handles it a lot better, although it has its own problems of different movie tropes Yeah. Um, there. but And so kudos for them to trying it and not introducing it. But I won't hold my breath if it does happen in the third movie. I really hope it doesn't, and I hope that they just maintain this platonic friendship element. Um, yeah because yeah it's um because because at least they try <laughs> you know at least you tried and had a platonic friendship but but he's still got these rules which are like don't go don't don't date relatives and it's a very it's a very one because, rule. because you, you think about you think about her family and who's he gonna date from that family he's gonna date a very younger brother non-territory as we've established <laughs>
1: yeah. Or her, <laughs> her her dad, who doesn't give us the emotional dad speech.
0: No, and that was a big disappointment. Because it's got... I mean, the yeah. other option is, of course, to date her dead mum, which I don't <laughs> think would be a very fulfilling relationship for either of them.
1: Um, that, that'd be some kind of Black Mirror future film, wouldn't <laughs> yeah, it?
0: Yeah, uh, you've brought back to life the mum as a hologram, and then my best friend is fucking yeah. the hologram mum.
1: Please don't <laughs> date my dead mum. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um but yeah, I was very disappointed that there wasn't an emotional dad speech in um yeah. It's got a
1: little bit of emotional Molly Ringwald mum speech, but yeah, and,
0: and I appreciated that Molly Ringwald was trying her best as being the supportive parent. In both movies she does it, and in the second one again, it's more successful in the second one, I'd say. Um but yeah. um but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have the emotional dad speech. And I was like, You've you've already introduced Dead Mum. Like instantly in this movie you've introduced Dead Mum. At least give us emotional dad speech.
1: Yeah, that's like for every reaction, there has to be an equal and opposite reaction. For every dead mum, there has to be an emotional dad speech. Yeah, and, it's a rule, and it doesn't. That's rule do- number five.
0: <laughs> what was rule number four?
1: <laughs> um, thou shalt not ducky.
0: Thou shalt not ducky. <laughs> So someone needs to put these on a t-shirt
1: for us so the first yeah. official big boys t-shirt <laughs> i um, can't believe we never had t-shirts that's true we'll do t-shirts before we get to episode 200 yeah
0: there we go we gotta we gotta get some t-shirts under our belts um but but yeah it's um yeah it's it's quite disappointing isn't it that there's certain tropes that this movie really sticks to but it's all of the ones that you don't want to happen <laughs> And then all of the all of the bad <laughs> yeah. ones are what happens. The the one thing I would say, and it's particularly true in none of the one, comforting ones. And I think maybe we can move on to talking about the second one in a, in a bit. But um, I really liked that. Although there was like the Mean Girls in this, mostly it was a high school full of people that seemed to get on okay with one another, and I thought that was really nice. There wasn't sort of like the the we're 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 clique number one and we're clique number two and we don't. Associate with one another. It genuinely the seems the dweebs. Yeah, it genuinely seems as though there, there's you know, people people are getting on in this high school, which is unbelievably posh. You know, they're wearing uniform. Everyone seems yeah. to have incredibly fancy cars and fancy houses and everything like that. But uh um, They all rich LA wankers. Yeah. Um but but it seems as though they all get on well enough with one another most of the time. Um and that was refreshing. I was like, Oh, okay, I can get on board with that, that's nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was good it, it didn't use the tropes of yeah, high school tribalism. Because again, that's not really how it is these days, is it, with all the social medias that they have, all the TikToks, you know? Exactly. They're exposed exactly. to so much stuff. It's it entirely, it's entirely different
0: um different tribalism now, isn't it? So the cliques you've got are like the mime kids you've got the, um, the, the the mime kids yeah the kids are really into mime they come in dressed in mime paint and they don't answer questions directly um mimes mime having a resurgence they though. are they are know. mimes are having a resurgence then you've got the tunnel kids so they're the ones who come into school with the shovels and they, they dig around in in the school um they're a real menace to the teachers so they're kind of the rebels um right. then, then you've got the the, the 1920s beatnik kids um they're, they're really popular at the moment um, loads of people into that scene so yeah hey, scene did, it, t-
1: did it ever go out of fashion
0: <laughs> well it never really got out of fashion but now it's had a real resurgence and yeah they, those are the kind of cliques you got now but it's very different and they all kind of cross por- uh cross uh correlate with one another so you've got um you know beatniks getting a shovel out doing a little digging um mm-hmm. you've got you've got the big fans of of um late 1900s um cinema as well uh, love watching that cliff of a train um, oh, the
1: the train, yeah, <laughs> where everyone's jumping out the way of the TV. Yeah, they they love that. Yeah, love that. yeah. <laughs> we should we should review that on the show.
0: Sure, <laughs> definitely. Um, but um, but yeah. So I like that. But the the overall plot, I think, is is pretty. Pretty mediocre. Um it's thin. The the kissing it? booth element was fun where that's the moment where they have their first kiss and then that leads to kind of the initial now,
1: problems. Is that a thing? Do these do these exist? Kissing booths exist, did, yeah. Do high schoolers do this as a thing when they need to raise money?
0: I don't know if it happens anymore. Um it's a very old fashioned thing, isn't it? A kissing booth. Yeah. Um But um but yeah, but it was a it's a neat little gimmick, isn't it? And it gives it the, the name of it gives it the name of the, of the movie doesn't it and everything like yeah
1: that. and they built it with their bare hands over two days installed all the lights and stuff themselves they didn't just throw paint at each other and make a, <laughs> a mess of the whole school <laughs> yeah, by doing exactly
0: so. they're just running around covered in paint um <laughs> yeah exactly because
1: if you didn't know from the paint fight they're best friends and they like to ask around with each other
0: yeah they're they're they're, they're friends and they're they're they do stuff together and they're best friends. Um, but, but I like the kissing booth. I thought that was neat. And then that gives us the first kiss. And it also gives you lots of other, oh, they've kissed and they've kissed and they've kissed. Oh, isn't this funny? And then they bring it back at the end because they obviously they have the big prom.
1: And it's yeah. more like, yay! And they play Don't You Forget About Me because they couldn't get their own song, obviously.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, but it's a cover, isn't it? It's not the original
1: yeah of course it is we could possibly play the original no precisely it has to be a cover if you're doing anything now
0: um and then and then the 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 best friend man gets himself a girlfriend yeah as well and and they that all seems to be going well but they need to add drama into the sequel um but before we get into the sequel is there anything you'd like to say about the original movie
1: Um, just that it has too many walking out of rooms moments, but I think this applies to to both films where it's like they have a conversation about the bad thing that happened and someone just storms off and then the tension is created or the drama is created when actually if they could all just talk to each other a bit better, we wouldn't really need to do that, would we?
0: (laughs) Exactly. And I think that is particularly true in the second movie where it suffers from maybe not as bad as to all the boys too. But it really no, suffers. That from was poor. Speak to one another, you fucking idiots.
1: Yeah, <laughs> which is the send a text. There's a lot of people waiting for texts.
0: Yeah, which which is a real a real problem with with the with the with the second movie. Um. So, um. Are we are we going to rate them separately, or are we going to give them both?
1: All- I think we should rate them separately. Yeah. So, so maybe let's so wait so we we've talked end. about both. Yeah.
0: Um. So so in between movies, um, our 30 year old punch man. He has somehow, in spite of the fact that he doesn't seem to be attending school whatsoever and constantly gets into fights, has got a place at Harvard.
1: Um, Obviously, because he's rich and he's from LA.
0: (laughs) Yep. And so he's gone off to Boston, leaving Joey King behind to still be at high school because she's a year younger. Um, and, And with this comes drama. So this comes primarily in the form of our second English character, um, who is here to cause a mess? Because she is an attractive English person who's at Harvard and is blatantly having sex with our boy thirty-year-old punch man. Yeah, because he is. Except so... she's
1: actually not. No, she's she said, not. Him and her are just friends. Hey, look about, look at that guys. A man and a woman can be just friends. Yeah. Did you know? I didn't know.
0: <laughs> and who would have? Who would have thought that? Not not um not L. Evans, our lead character, but. Given that she's got a really strong male friendship in her life, um, but obviously this is impossible for other people to have. But along comes yeah. Chloe Winthrop. My name is Chloe Winthrop, and I'm Woo-hoo. from England, merry old England, um, and um, and she is she is unattracted to Big Punch Man, even though he has now received a much better haircut in between movies. Yes, yeah.
1: um, and he's a college guy, a BMOC. He
0: is he is the ultimate BMOC. Um, because yeah. he he is the big punch man,
1: <laughs> yeah, big punch man on campus. <laughs> that's, that's what, what they call him, so,
0: right? Um, so so yeah, so so she's missing him, um, and then suspects that he might be having a bit of butt rubbing with this English woman. Um, yeah,
1: but nobody in England rubs butts. So that's not how we do it. No,
0: it's it's tea clinking. That's how we do it. That's yeah. how you show that you love someone is you clink your tea with them. That's how it works. Um, and 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 this just slowly builds up over the course of the movie is this whole oh you're sleeping with her but no i'm not you're kissing this man no i'm not this is all a problem and oh god i wish we just yeah i found an
1: earring under your bed
0: i wish we'd just communicate
1: with one another um,
0: no, yeah. we can't do that. We need to. We need to cause lots of drama between one another, and so so that was quite yeah. tiring. I found that very very tiring, and I thought very that, tiring that element. But
1: sorry, hold my phone because I'm just going to lean my butt on the intercom while I talk while I talk in a really <laughs> really like sexist and objectifying way about a man for literally ten minutes straight when I've never done that before in my life or anything else we've seen in the other in the other films. Yeah, she
0: has never actually seemed to approach talking about anybody in that way before. But I think this is very much aimed at the target demographic which is not 30 year old men unfortunately what but instead you're saying this film isn't for us i don't think this film is for us paddy i'm afraid Um, i think they have discriminated against the most poorly treated minority which is 30 year old cis men by having a movie that's 30 year old
1: cis white british men yes um
0: you know we've had it hard we have um, well,
1: let me tell you, Netflix, we will register our disapproval, sir.
0: We're going to go join, what's it called? What's the new social media network that all the racists have joined? Mastodon? Um, no, Mastodon's the one that all the geeks That's have the joined. good one. Yeah, it's well, it's good in terms of the people on it are nice, but it's terrible. I don't know if you've used Mastodon. It's awful. No, no. Um,
1: it's It's like indie social media. I love yeah. the idea of it, but I don't have time for that shit. I'm too busy watching The Kissing Booth 1 and 2. Yes,
0: exactly. Um, I've forgotten the name of it, but yeah, they've all joined some racist site and I, I hope they stay there and don't come back to Twitter because
1: Alex Jones net,
0: <laughs> Alex Jones net, um, don't wear a um, Yeah. Is what it's called. Did you
1: see that like, there's been videos circulating of him like yelling at people for wearing masks in the street yes, and stuff? Yeah.
0: I'm surprised that he's not been arrested for being a massive bellend.
1: Um, yeah. It's long overdue.
0: Um, but, um, <laughs> how do we get onto that?
1: I have genuinely have no I've, idea. I've, it's too hot.
0: I've, yeah, it is too hot. My brain is frazzled. But, um, but yeah, no. So she's objectifying this guy for for no
1: reason. And she calls him a snack, and I—that makes my skin crawl. He's a tasty, tasty Word snack. Snack being used for anything other than food to be used to describe a person. No, I I don't know why. I just fucking hate it. It, <laughs> it makes me cringe.
0: I like how it can be spelt with two C's, much like thick.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. thick. I have no problem. Um, with.
0: but. Enter a new 30-year-old man at high school, um, Marco, who is yeah. a much better character than Noah. I'm going to say that much. This guy has a lot more depth
1: to Yeah. It. It's not saying much. No, but...
0: because n- Noah is, Noah's two features are, I've got muscles and I punch things and I'm angry that 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 that's it he's the angry puncher who's tall and hot um, whereas Ma- yeah, marco he's a bad boy. marco is tall and hot but he's also got depth to him in that he plays the guitar and that he plays the guitar he plays yeah. the guitar and he fucking loves dance dance revolution Um, yeah and he's also they couldn't
1: they couldn't call it dance dance revolution they had to call it dance dance let's go yay or whatever
0: (laughs) yeah exactly um and And um... this is
1: the thing right i wanted both of these films to be about the fact that they run the dance club together and that there's a dance competition that is like teen comedy gold yeah all of that stuff perfect but it's it's in there for like 10 minutes yeah, And I rea- and if I they really had done that, that, Dance Dance Revolution would have been able to sponsor it and for, to tie it in properly. And it would have been amazing. It would have been better than the Eurovision film. It would have been like the Eurovision film, but for DDR.
0: Exactly. I, I really would have loved that. And I thought that those elements of the movie worked really well. And I, I felt that, and maybe, maybe I'm going to have lots of the teenage fans of this movie coming after me who are big fans of Noah. I felt that the relationship between Marco and Elle is a lot more natural and feels a lot more real than the one between Elle and Noah. Um, so yeah, I, I would have quite liked it that they got together instead and Noah can go and, be angry and
1: half. But at the end of the film, Marcos. Someone says to him, like he's like staring at her creepily from across the graduation <laughs> thing, over, I mean, And someone says, like, "Oh, she's not worth it." And he's like, "Yes, she
0: is. Yes, she is." And I love him, and I hope he comes back. And you know, yeah. I, I want him. I want him in the in the third one. I don't know if he is, but he's great. He's he's a great character because he's got that kind of arrogance of a jock, but you can tell that he's got that sensitivity behind him. And he feel, yeah. he seems to be genuinely hurt that she chooses Punch Man over him. Um, he's but, not a Punch Man. No, even he's though not he a Punch man. So he works out. He's clearly a bit of a jock in terms of playing sports and things like that. But he doesn't do it in a um, asshole way. Um, and and you never see him being creepy to any women. Like he's not he's not creepy and he's not objectifying and he's not controlling over L. I, yeah. So I th- I I don't know how much of this is based is 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 true to the book, but it seems as though some of the sexist elements of the first movie were really kind of righted in the second one, um, which for me at least, the the second movie has all sorts of problems, and we'll get onto them in a bit. But I felt that this movie, although it was very disjointed, and I think it was let down by the fact that it had to follow one from such a clunker as the first kissing booth, felt more enjoyable than the first one.
1: You get the feeling they tried to address yeah, some of that stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and I, I enjoyed it more. I I like the characters more in terms of the two the two leads. And if if you're gonna call Ellen Marco the two sort of leads here with, with Noah on the other yeah. side of the country, I think that worked a lot better. Um, but it has all sorts of bullshit going on as well, because they have to add in more high school drama because there's not enough. So Lee the floppy haired YO, he yeah. he has a girlfriend now who he got in the first movie. She's yeah, Rachel. who
1: came up to him in the kissing booth and was like, "Yeah, I'll be your girlfriend immediately," even though I don't know you.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, she's um, she's uh, she she's now girlfriend of best friend, um, and she seems really nice in the first movie and seems really cool, and they seem and seems really
1: okay well. with their weird relationship. Yeah, with with, and with their rules and stuff
0: and their rules, and and seems to get on well with it. Um, she also, by the way, uh, played by Megan Young. Very talented. She's also in a great show called Black Sails, which is a, a pirate drama that's kind of a prequel to Treasure Island. It's a very, very good, yeah. very, very good, clever um, series. that's It ties in real historical characters with fictional ones in a very interesting way. Um, great television show. It's all finished, had a very finite conclusion. Go and watch it, everybody. If you've not watched Black Sails, it's super, super awesome. Hmm. Um, but um, but yeah, so she's in that. And, and then... But in the sequel, so in the first movie, she's really cool. She's, you know, cool girlfriend material. She's like, yeah, you guys are weirdos, but you can hang out. You know, I don't... It's not impacting on my life at all. It's fun to have a, have a best friend around. Immediately in the sequel, she's like, no, you guys hang out too much and I don't like it. And now I'm going to be a yeah. depressing prude and look <laughs> really grumpy constantly.
1: Um, yeah, and be embarrassed at Halloween.
0: And be embarrassed at Halloween because I'm dressed as a marshmallow, but you changed into dressing as Ghostbusters without telling me, which is definitely what you should do. Um, And can we just point out that Lee is a, you know, she is a very annoying character in this movie, but it's kind of justified because Lee is the worst boyfriend in the world. Yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> um, forgetting that they're going to the movies. And like
1: halfway through the movie, he's like, oh, maybe I should spend some time with my girlfriend. <laughs>
0: maybe I should spend some time with my girlfriend. Better be incredibly deceptive about it instead of saying to my best friend, hey, I need to spend some time with my girlfriend. We need yeah. to, you know, she's my girlfriend, yo. Which which L. Evans probably would have been okay with. She seems like a pretty cool character.
1: Pretty
0: nah, there's a t- rule about that. Yeah, rule number... 17 of their rules which is always be deceptive to your best friend <laughs> apparently <laughs> yeah um, so um so yeah so so that's going on equally l is deciding that she misses punch man a bit too much so she's also applied to harvard as well as berkeley which is where they her and her best friend decided they were going to go together um, one university
1: only you you should apply to only one university it's fine you'll definitely get it it's
0: true it's true you should only apply that's to how it works that's if you and
1: your best friend apply there at the same time you'll be you'll be fine that yeah. you won't have any issues at all
0: yeah precisely um but then she's also applied to harvard and then he finds out and he's like i can't believe you applied to go to the place where your boyfriend is <laughs> who's also my brother this is yeah. unacceptable because it means i'll never see you ever given that you'll be going to the place where my brother is and we'll still see each other at holidays etc this is <laughs> and how dare you go how dare you apply to go to one of the most prestigious universities in the world
1: yeah if not the most prestigious university in the world. world. How
0: dare you? This is a betrayal of my trust. Um, so Lee, once again, you're fucking awful, man. Treat, treat you're the
1: worst. And he doesn't Um, even do the dance competition with her for a reason. I can't even remember.
0: So he knew it's a two, there's two reasons behind it. So reason number one is that he's not as good at dancing as Marco. Fair enough. Marco is a tasty snack. Who knows how to dance? (laughs) Um, I'm going to keep calling No, I'm just imagining semester.
1: like a crunch corner with legs. <laughs> a sexy it's crunch bad. Or oh, I'd bad. crunch
0: on that corner, if you know what I mean. I bet um, you would. <laughs> um, but, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so, so he's a better dancer. So he knows that she'll have a better chance of getting in. And she needs it because she needs the money to go to college. Because although she goes to a really rich college, uh, really rich high school, she does not have money, unlike everybody yeah. else in this movie. <laughs> Um, the,
1: their house, as you can tell, it's slightly smaller than the others. Yes. So, exactly. therefore, that means paying for college is a challenge, but paying for private school, that very, very cheap thing, oh, that's totally fine.
0: Yeah, because it, it, it definitely seems to be a private school, particularly all of the activities that they do. Like their prom is ridiculous, the kissing booth and that whole carnival thing they do. It's got to be a private school,
1: right? There's yeah, no way that all the, that's... the uniforms and the cars and the it's, massive houses. No
0: way that that is an L.A. public school. I'm sorry. The house
1: that's Noah and Lee's house. I think I've seen that house in another film. It looks or a maybe lot in a music like... video. It looks a lot I couldn't like you've seen
0: in. a simple favor. No, it looks a lot like the house in a simple favor. But I might it might just be that a lot of houses in L.A. look the same. It certainly looks a lot yeah, like BoJack Horseman's house. Yeah. It totally. Does. I was thinking when I was watching. I was like, "This Bojack Horseman's house," um, but um, but yeah. Speaking of, um, she goes and hangs out by the Hollywood sign. In
1: a you morning, can't do that. That's very, not allowed.
0: Very annoying scene. You can't as have es-
1: sex under the Hollywood sign. There's es- like guards as- <laughs> and rangers everywhere looking to throw you out.
0: As established in the movie "Friends with Benefits," where he has to get helicoptered out. in that that scene you're not meant to go in there but she does she does of course she does because she is LA she's the LA queen yeah Um, but um (laughs) anyway (laughs) Uh, yeah so 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 old Marco is going to be better at the competition but also he uses it as a sneaky way to be able to spend more time with his girlfriend without actually having to talk to his best friend about it or to his girlfriend about it Um, yeah Because then
1: she's annoyed at him for not talking to her about them spending more time together, even though they were spending more time together.
0: Yes, exactly. It's like, how dare you handle this in a sensitive way or a a potentially sensitive way that had the correct impact for me? Yeah. How
1: dare you try to be pragmatic? Yes. (laughs) Disgraceful behavior. So
0: she's awful in the second movie, but you kind of feel for her because Lee is a terrible boyfriend. But the whole time you're just thinking, again, just talk to one another. You absolute idiots.
1: Yeah. Have a conversation. Um, I know you're in high school, but you can do it. (laughs) You know.
0: yeah so, so that was all that was all incredibly tiring so although there was moments of the second movie that i thought were a lot better um i did enjoy the, um, the dance, the, competition, the dance was competition was good i did enjoy marco nice. marco was a really good addition as a character um and i thought that as a cohesive unit this the supporting cast of other high school students was a lot of fun you had the whole resolution of the are these two gay yeah they're gay which was fun. yeah a nice little are they
1: gonna kiss yes they are yes well Come done. On. well done got a little bit of,
0: uh, of of lgbt love in this movie and i'm I'm glad that it was there um took yeah. you fucking long enough um but but it's nice that that's there and everyone seems to be getting on and and yeah that's cool i like all of that molly Ringwald is back and she does a good old supportive mum speech yeah about friendship and how yeah friends fight and that happens yep um, nice.
1: there's a meaningless sports montage that goes on for quite a while
0: <laughs> yes, which was fun um we love sports. Of her, like trying okay. to climb walls
1: do, doing a sort of la private school version of tough mudder <laughs> against marco for no yeah. reason whatsoever
0: yeah which was a lot of fun that was fine um but um... there's a
1: baseball metaphor that doesn't work when she's doing her emotional voiceovers what was that she she says that it's like a ball's coming to a Coming towards you, and you don't know whether to hit it, catch it, or step out of the way. Now, hitting a ball and stepping out of the way are options. Catching the ball when you're batting is not an option. Is You'll it? get called out for that. Well, you're not allowed. The, you're, <laughs> if you're batting, you're not supposed to catch it. You're supposed to hit it.
0: Or has anyone tried it? Could you yeah. not? Could you not catch it and then run and then throw it up in the air as you go past the um, the bases so that you're not running yourself out?
1: Yeah, everyone would be like, what the fuck is this guy doing?
0: <laughs> and no one would know how to react, and then you get a home run.
1: So what you're saying is that she's a genius?
0: I'm saying that she knows how to beat the baseball. All of these yeah. years, <laughs> men and women have tried to defeat the baseball. They thought, we must hit it with the stick. We must step out of the way. <laughs> we, must, we must do the bunt and try and play it, you know, tactically. But no one realized that truly what you need to do is to embrace the ball, embrace the ball. And catch ah, it and run with it, and that was the. Was true... that the
1: film? That... Trey Parker and Matt Stone, <laughs> <laughs> <Basketball.
0: In> "Baseball," <laughs> um, in, yeah, in, in "Baseball," yeah, um, and 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 that's what the true message of baseball always was. When they created right. baseball in nineteen ninety six, that's <laughs> what um, that that's what <laughs> they wanted people to do. But they thought, no, it's going to be hard because humanity, humanity attacks, and humanity is defensive, and it doesn't let flying balls in but we need to learn to embrace love and embrace balls and that's how you beat the baseball
1: right. and so, so she's she's kind of a pioneer she she,
0: she is our true baseball philosopher baseball the philosopher girl from queen.
1: california who goes to boston once and immediately becomes a red sox fan is <laughs> the the baseball queen of everything yeah
0: exactly yeah no that's 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 exactly how it works and i i hope that um joey king we know you're listening because we know you're a huge fan yeah of our podcast. we listen every week um we hope that you will accept the title of of baseball philosopher queen that we have bestowed yeah. on you and we hope that those those hacks in in the the national baseball association as it's known
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> the nba exactly <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: we hope that those hacks in 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 the NBA, the National <laughs> Baseball Association, <laughs> understand that you have solved the, the issue that we've been trying. You've to solve solved baseball all the way since 1996 when the game was invented. It's done. It is. It's done. over. Yeah. Um, and
1: her um, her voiceover at another point also says, "Maybe the world is round, so we don't see too far ahead on the road." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> it's like she's saying if the earth was flat we'd be able to just see all the way across yeah but I don't think that's how vision works
0: if the if the earth was flat then we'd be able to see forward in time yeah that, that's
1: so that's the fact works. that we can't is proof that the earth is not flat right
0: yes exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed that little bit of potential like opening up the flat earth Pandora's box <laughs> in this film
0: yes precisely um,
1: so the second film right we get to the dance um the dance competition and that feels like the climax and then i was looking at the thing i was like there's 40 minutes left of this film what's yeah. going on
0: <laughs> yeah there is and it feels really long i i'd say that it doesn't necessarily feel longer than the first one because the first one is also much longer than it should be um but, because there's um, too
1: much pratfalling and tomfoolery
0: yeah yeah um
1: whereas it's... this one gets to the point after 40 minutes but then spends an hour tacking on bullshit about identity and who you want to be or whatever
0: yeah. Who do you want to be? Do you want to do you want to be in L.A. and go out with a genuinely caring man who knows how to dance and play guitar? Or do you want to go to Harvard and be with a piece of shit
1: and rub butts
0: <laughs> rub butts together? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's not it's not good it, it, the message of this movie well I, I suppose it doesn't really have a message is it it's, it's it's be true to your heart which is you know she loves she loves bellend yeah she be she true to your heart ring.
1: don't text people back it'll all be fine by prom or and or graduation
0: yes yeah exactly um and and yeah that's what we that's what we learn from this movie um <laughs> yeah i never knew that yeah Precisely. Um. So, have you got anything else you want to say about about the kissing? Uh,
1: theme? no, I don't think so. The oh, other than it uses "Build Me Up" Buttercup, which is one of the worst songs ever made, which I hate. <laughs> it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. <laughs> and it's, I was like, why are they using this? Oh yeah, for the very obvious lyrics about someone not calling.
0: Ugh. Yeah, the the music Come choices on. are a little bit on the nose.
1: Most of the bit. time, it was like upbeat pop songs that. You look like you should recognise them. Sound like you should recognise them, but you don't. You know yeah. they're all in that yeah. kind of that kind of bit where it was probably cheap to acquire them, and they reused some of the ones from the first film as well. That one where it's all like yeah 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 yeah. yeah. That, one, that, one, that, one, that yeah. one was in both films.
0: It's wrong that I know what you mean when <laughs>
1: yeah. you say that. No, it's a song that just had lots of yeah going on. I don't know how close that was to it. It was like a YouTube song you know I mean.
0: played on synthesizers. Yeah, I know the one
1: you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's, <laughs> our, that's our new um, our new theme music.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So, uh, yeah. Okay. Have you got anything else you want to share? Shall I go for a little bit of trivia? I'll combine the trivia into both
1: movies. Yes. Um, Hit me with the trivia.
0: So, um, Joey King and Jacob Elorde, a.k.a. um, Noah Flynn, a.k.a. Thirty-year-old Punch Man. They were dating in real life when the first movie was being made, but had split ah. up by the time that the second and third ones were filmed, which oh. must have been quite awkward, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um. But kudos, professionalism. But they made it seem. Yeah. Um, Still did it. Um, made made
1: it seem good, which was good. Um, because you know there aren't any other thirty-year-old Punch Punch Man actors out there who could have filled in.
0: <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Not all of them were able to have that that exact kind of. Smarmy face all the time when they're on screen. That kind yes. of, that kind of. It, it's the, it's the, um, it's the DreamWorks sneer. Do you know about the DreamWorks sneer?
1: No, but that sounds like something I could get behind, and I instantly know what that means.
0: Yeah, where where you you look at the, um, the the cover of every DreamWorks movie, um, all of the lead characters have the same kind of sneering face on them. Yeah. Um. Where like you look at you look at Mega Mind, you look at B Movie, you look at Boss Baby, you look at Shrek. All of them have the same kind of like, hey, I want to be your friend, but also want to slightly kind of fuck you look to them. <laughs> um,
1: I always thought that about Mega Mind. I've
0: always thought that about Shrek. Shrek desperately wants to get in my pants.
1: Um, yeah.
0: And I'm sorry, Shrek, but you're not my type.
1: Donkey, on the other hand,
0: oh, love a bit of Donkey. yeah. Um, yeah. So he's he's got that face all the time um that that's a little bit of trivia for you the uh, the dreamworks <laughs> sneer look it up people look up look up the yeah look up some dreamworks cover covers and you'll know what i'm talking about um <laughs> yeah um <laughs> uh, a, a little bit of trivia for the um from the the second movie though is that uh, joey king actually had a shaved head uh during the filming of kissing Booth 2 um, because Ooh. she shaved her head for a role in the act, which is the TV series. I think I mentioned this before, actually, when we were about it before. It's about um, uh, Gypsy Gypsy Lee Blanchard, who it's a very interesting yes. sort of um, court case um, about, um, what's it called? Munchausen by Proxy. Yeah. yeah it's a very, yeah. very interesting, very disturbing case. And um, yeah, so she shaved her head for that. Um, and so was wearing a wig. For, uh, for the filming of this movie, and I guess for The Kissing Booth 2 as well, because it seems like they filmed them back to back.
1: Right, like Beethoven Second.
0: Exactly like Beethoven Second, or like the two Alan Quartermain movies, which is my favourite reference of those. So we watched those together, didn't we, at uni? Yeah, we did, yeah. a
1: long time ago.
0: Beautiful films. Um, the other thing to mention about The Kissing Booth 2 is that although it's set in LA, it was mostly filmed in Cape Town, apart from, I guess, the scenes in Boston, where yeah. it was Boston. Um, or, or maybe they put in some Canadian city.
1: There was hilariously there was a bus that said Harvard on it that went back in the back. That was like in the background of him walking along, just in case you didn't know. Just
0: in case you didn't know, we have got to make sure. And it, so, some of the bits there, I did recognize from when I was in Boston, actually. So I think they did film it in. Yeah, Boston yeah,
1: that was the genuinely the street outside Fenway Park. Yeah,
0: um, and the, when they got on the, the the train, that's the kind of trains that they have in in Boston and stuff like that. Um, so, so kudos to them for that. They didn't film all of it in Cape Town, but yeah, it was, it was mainly filmed in Cape Town.
1: Um, so, probably shall, for tax reasons.
0: Yes, and and maybe the the third movie, she goes fuck it, I'm going to go to South Africa. Yeah, instead just of just setting it all up for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes. get
1: away from all of you misogynist <laughs> wankers, you, you
0: horrible bastards. <laughs> that would be the a good film. I'd watch that. Oh, I'd watch. I'd watch it as well. Hey, if you haven't, well, you've already filmed it. But Kissing Booth Part Four, guys yeah get on it um
1: the cape town caper
0: yeah so so how are we gonna rank these then? are we gonna rank them should we rank them separately, so how many yeah how I, many I think how so. many punchy fights would you get into for the love of you
1: for the first one, but genuinely, I don't know which one is better or worse mm. i think i'm gonna think this, i'm gonna say the second one is better, mainly because of Marco and the dance scene, yeah, yeah, but it's kind of perhaps deserves to be marked down because you had to watch the first one to get there
0: (laughs) that's true we're gonna punish you for the sins of your (laughs) forefathers yeah
1: now i'll score the second one a little bit higher so the first one let's see i'd get into six punchy fights
0: yeah and i think i'm gonna go for seven here um because i did enjoy him getting into fights constantly
1: (laughs) yeah you Um, love you love a good fight i
0: thought that was very 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 funny um, particularly when it wasn't meant to be funny, when he just turns up and starts punching people. That's wonderful. Um, yeah, but funniest then, shit I've seen. Yeah, so, so a six and a seven. But then for the second one, how many perfect steps in a row would you get whilst playing a knockoff of Ooh. Dance Dance
1: Revolution? Good question. Well, we've played it together in real life. We have, so you yeah. should know this. Um, I would get eight, I reckon, would be my combo
0: cool and i'd go up to a 10 for the second one Ooh. i love i love a bit of marco marco, marco is... captivated you clearly yeah, marco was a good character it was better i i think the 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 reason that i'm giving it that high for the for the use of of, of marco as a character in that introduction is that i think i was so disappointed into all the boys too where they yeah. took two characters and neither of them was a character so even though Noah <laughs> in centeneo is that his name yeah um even though his character in the first boy. movie was actually really quite deep for a car- for a character in in that type of film in the second one he lost all of that yeah whereas this time and then the other character was just i am a perfect guy apart from i'm slightly shyer um whereas yeah. this time around marco was actually a relatively deep character and quite interesting. So yeah, so I'm gonna go up for a ten for the second one. Less punching, but also less sexism.
1: Yes. That's and true. It felt like they at least tried to address some of the problems with the first yeah, film. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So so kissing booth two, you're you're all right. I still wouldn't watch you again, but but yeah, maybe Kissing Booth Three will be the greatest film ever made. Who knows?
1: Can't wait. Cannot wait.
0: The kissing booth becomes sentient and starts just forcing people into it to kiss. <clears throat> Yeah. It becomes like a post apocalyptic thing where it's just this giant kissing brief roaming in the land going, Now you kiss! Now you kiss! Yeah, kiss it's each like each
1: the, <laughs> the Star Mall in Stranger Things, where all these like <laughs> horrible, like eldritch beasts are just coming out of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we want for
1: Kissing Brief I, 3. I'd watch that,
0: I would watch that, that would be great. um Okay, right. Have you got anything else to share? Are you ready to tell me what we've got on next?
1: No, just I'd I'd say, you know, a time like this when we're experiencing a heatwave and our brain functions are low, these kind of films are okay for that. When 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 your intellectual faculty returns to normal, you should probably watch something else. But right now, I think these films are okay for you.
0: Yeah, you don't have to think, do you? You can just
1: assume. So they're not great, but they're not totally hateful. No, no. There are things to like and enjoy about them.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Cool. Well, it's my choice next and we're going in a completely different direction. We're going to watch a very very serious film about a postman.
0: Is it The Postman?
1: It is The Postman <laughs> in in Italian Il Postino.
0: Uh, Have you ever okay. seen it? Um so we're not watching <laughs> not watching. I was going for the the post-apocalyptic movie with Kevin Costner where he plays the last postman in the world.
1: No. We're not watch- we're,
0: we're watching Il Postino. I did are we? not
1: know that existed. The Postman. 19... 19- oh, it came, it came out the year after Il Postino, I think. <laughs>
0: really amazing. Or but a
1: couple of years after, maybe.
0: Have you ever watched it? It is an absolute
1: clusterfuck. No. It's beautiful. I did not know that this existed. Um, it's, set oh, in it's got a big far flag on it. Is it all, like, patriotic and stuff? Yeah, he's going oh, around dear. delivering
0: post, basically. It's really bad. Um, that that that's a terrible. we should
1: watch. You know what? I love Kevin Costner, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, He's I, done so much good baseball stuff
0: I really love his flops So I really love Waterworld Although Waterworld didn't actually lose money yeah. It made money which is one of the big misconceptions About it um, Waterworld
1: is a, a, sh- a shit piece isn't it, it it? Is, That, that shit is a piece. great
0: example of a shit piece is Waterworld. um oh my god this opens up with a man drinking his own recycled piss that's how you know you're onto a good movie um but the postman yeah that's another movie that i think deserves another budget
1: 80 million box office 20 million it is
0: very very bad and it was a big old flop um but people should watch it um but tom
1: petty's in it as a mayor
0: (laughs) what are you deciding that you want to watch the American version of the place?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Postino. I want to watch El Postino. Okay. Oh, 1994. Okay. A few years earlier. Yeah.
0: Cool. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. We're going to watch something highbrow and good. It's yeah. just, This is going to be weird. I feels like a long time since we watched something <laughs> That's good.
1: Yeah. It's got it's got Pablo Neruda in it. He's a poet and stuff. That's It's uh, going to be well well highbrow.
0: That's the guy who made that song Sandstorm, isn't it? Did a little little did a little little did a little little
1: yeah, uh, That's what this film is about. It's the the writing of that song. <laughs> and how it was originally poetry and had words, but then he decided to set it to music because it was the only way he could truly express what it's like to be a postman.
0: <laughs> Nobody knows what it's like to be a
1: postman. <laughs> <laughs> to be a roast man.
0: <laughs> Behind the shorts. Um... <laughs> That was the I was singing the Limp Bizkit. That keeps literally.
1: popping into my head since we were talking about um, the horrible Limp Bizkit cover of it <laughs> recently. It genuinely that keeps popping into my head, but also, but with the Bill Hicks lyrics, <laughs> no one knows what it's like to be a dustbin <laughs> <laughs> in Shaftesbury with hooligans.
0: Uh. <laughs> uh. I'm oh, losing dear. my mind. Um, I think I think the heat is is melting my brain now
1: definitely but hopefully um watching a bit of il postino will help with that because it's set in italy and it's very hot there
0: it is it is it's a good kind of heat
1: yeah all right well thanks a lot for tuning in we hope you enjoyed watching the kissing booth and all the kissing booth too um and you, you know you enjoy all that garbage on netflix as much as we do so thanks a lot you can find us on twitter at big boys don't pod on the emails big don't cry podcast at gmail.com there's a link in our show notes and you'll have heard a little thing at the beginning of this podcast saying you can give us money if you want just to, to thank us for our service give us a little gift help us buy a cup of coffee or whatever um it'd be very very nice if you like what we do do that and leave us a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts tell people about the show
0: yes and 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 write in and comment and you know let, let us know your thoughts and and let us know have you ever done a kissing booth have you ever fallen in love With a with a big hunky punch man Who went to Harvard
1: Yeah, okay. you ever won a dance competition Have
0: you ever won a dance competition That's, a, that's an important one as well
1: Yeah, we want to know Answers on a postcard Yes, please That the postman will bring to us
0: <laughs> Kevin Costner will bring
1: them to us Yeah <laughs> Alright, we'll be back next week To talk about Il Postino Alrighty, bye-bye All right, Bye No
0: one knows what it's like To be the best. the sad man behind blue eyes